0: Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong, and I am here alongside Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today?
1: Jason, I'm doing okay. I
0: I hope you are. I'm good. We've officially reached summer. I hope you're staying cool (laughs) as much as possible.
1: Well, actually, this week, it's been nice uh, that we finally got some rain because You know it seemed like it was raining every weekend and then uh, we've had this dry dry spell and and so uh, you know at least uh, we've we've had a a fair share of rain this week I I hope we have enough uh, dry weather this weekend to where we can get out and, and enjoy it, and I think most of us, uh, we we might catch a shower or two, but we'll for the most part we can be out and about. So that's that's a good thing, um, you know. It's, it's it's the kind of thing where it, it, I'm okay with rain during the week. I just wish the weekends were were dry so we could have our all of our picnics and our boating and our camping and all the other stuff that people. Uh, enjoy uh, doing. So it's, it's, um, uh, it's just that time of, of, of year. Uh, but, okay, so um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and I guess uh, briefly, uh, you know, people know I can be long-winded, uh, I think, but um, it's, pretty, it's pretty scary. And, you know, from time to time, I, I do talk about Uh, scams particularly as they relate to seniors uh, because seniors are the ones who are um, you know that scammers aim for Uh, and we tend to be the group that uh, scammers are the most successful in scamming (laughs) if you will Uh, and uh, you know that focus group quite frankly just because uh, when I say seniors, I'm really talking about uh, uh, folks older than me, and you know, now that I'm in my early 70s, um, uh, the, the focus group is really uh, those who, who are 78 and older, um, and and part of it is because as we age, uh, we generally um, uh, think a little less clear. We've lost a few brain cells. Doesn't mean we're losing it as far as lucidity goes, but, but um, you know, it's, it's part of aging. And, and for those seniors who don't lose anything, and there are those too, uh, I admire those in a big way, but we tend to be more forgetful and more susceptible is, is what it really boils down to. But this new uh, wave of scams uh, is really scary on a lot of different fronts. And what I'm talking about is this new artificial intelligence that allows uh, computer wizards to copy your voice uh, and then use that. Um, and by copy your voice, they can take a few words... Uh, And the more they have, the better they can do it, but they can take a few words uh, and basically have you appear to say anything that they want you to say uh, to to, um, convince somebody to to give, you know, they would make somebody think they're giving you money when they're giving the money to scammers. Uh, but it's scarier than that. Uh, you know, we're entering the first phase of, uh, of uh, politics, if you will. I mean, I, that seems to be all year round uh, at, at this point. But have you, Jason, have you seen, uh, there's, uh, it's, it's the computer. My son showed it to me last night. Where someone has uh, um, President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump um, in um, a um, debate type scenario. Uh, and it's all false. I mean, it's, and they're saying stuff that's just totally outlandish. Uh, to each other uh, lots of expletives <laughs> you know those kinds of things uh, but it's a program and, and it's it's and it's already gotten you know thousands and thousands of viewers um, uh, and of course at this point people recognize that it, it's made up it's not true but but what's scary is the fact that, people could use this same technology to put something out there to make people say what they want them to say so that they can then uh, say look at this and how horrible this person is and how you know this proves you shouldn't vote for this person or the like or i mean i'm just i can't even think of all the ways that this new technology could be used in such a way uh, that would harm people, um, you know, because it can have somebody using your voice to, to make you say anything they want you to say. I mean, can you think about the slanderous things that could be said? Or uh, I mean, it's the, the potential for harm with this new technology it is uh, just out there out of sight. And and so I, I'm saying it this morning as a warning because what it means to us is it's going to make it that much more difficult for us to see snippets of things and to know whether it's actually uh, tr- true, whether it's actually the, the person saying those things. Or it's some baloney that's been put up by a scammer, uh, in terms of trying to make you think what they want you to think. Is that not scary?
0: It's terrifying because, as you alluded to, the the quality of uh, some of these videos and images it's it's astounding. You know, you really would have to be some type of professional to be able to determine what was computer-generated and what was real. The average person is not going to be able to tell.
1: Uh, n- no question about it. And, and of course, uh, most Americans get the majority of their news uh, from uh, snippets, from uh, the, I mean, you know, 15 seconds here and 15 seconds there, uh, mostly television, um, uh, video, and, of course, now so much more of it, uh, from the Internet, which, of course, half of the stuff on the Internet, of course, is baloney. But, you know, (laughs) at least uh, in the past, it's been uh, relatively easy to distinguish um, the the accurate stuff from the baloney. And now it's, it's going to be much more difficult to discern... The difference, and when you when you push that into a business setting, or a marital setting, or a political setting, and, and uh, in terms of what could be produced uh, for malicious purposes, um, it, it it it's it should scare all of us in terms of of um, the potential for harm.
0: It really should, because uh, while it's exciting, a new technology that could improve our lives in several ways, uh, there's going to be those bad actors who use it in a way that is unsavory and to their advantage, which can hurt us as well. So it's something that we're really gonna have to keep an eye on because it's, uh, it's just one other thing, Bill, that we have to be vigilant about as if there isn't enough out there already.
1: Well, you know, if, on the positive side, I'm excited about what artificial intelligence can do in positive ways. Uh, but at the same time, you know, just about any new technology can be used in a positive way or it can be used in a very negative way. Uh, Which is true um, for just about any breakthrough that occurs, whether, uh, you know, it's just that way. It's just that this potential with this AI and voice copying and and, uh, video copying and the like, um, just uh, the potential for harm is just so great that it just, um, I I just don't know how to deal with it myself. you know, it's, it's a shame. And I think the news media is gonna have to be uh, 10 times more careful as well. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, one of the disappointments with all of the news media for me is, is there's just very, very little critical reporting anymore. It, you know, they, uh, you know they, they want everything to be a debate. They don't want to actually cull through to be able to tell you, uh, you know, this is baloney, this is accurate. Uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like we're, we're going to let all these weird people tell things and you believe whatever you want to believe. And, you know, that, that's a sad state of news media these days. It's, it's the kind of thing where um, you wish there was more critical reporting but you know the news today has more to do with entertainment than it does anything else and if they can keep viewers entertained they're going to keep doing what they're doing and that's uh, and it's true of all the media it's not one or the other it's all of them so it's just like mm, garbage <laughs> It's,
0: it's scary to think about because there's going to be mistakes along the way. Some of these media organizations are, are going to slip up and that's going to lead to uh, more distrust than there is already. And um, unfortunately, I think there's going to be some politicians who may be Mess up on their own, and then they can say, "Well, <laughs> well, that wasn't real. That was that was AI generated." So. Yeah,
1: well, there you go. That's exactly what's going to happen, or at least that's going to be part of it. It's, uh, but the ramifications are pretty darn significant. So.
0: Well, the good news is is that Bill and I are here today. we're We're not AI generated. What you are hearing is uh, is two people actually thinking and producing sound out of their own bodies. And we're here to remind you that if you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill, whether it's having some documents drawn up, or maybe you want to have some documents reviewed that you have just been sitting in a file cabinet somewhere for the past ten or twenty years, if you haven't had your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney, Go ahead and make the commitment to get that done. Schedule some time to speak with Bill. Go to WGA Law. From there, you can easily schedule an appointment. You can also find information at WGALaw.com about Bill's free webinars. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, financial assistance that may be available to you or a loved one when it comes to paying for long-term care, this is a wonderful educational opportunity for you. And it's free. There's no cost associated with it. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Bill also has a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. If you want to learn more about that, go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Learn more about Bill and his webinars. Schedule some time to speak with him. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with the aforementioned Bill Alexander. And Bill, we need to get down to brass tacks here. And we're going to talk about the, the hole in the safety net and ramifications of that and how we can best protect ourselves.
1: Well, first let's talk about what hole I'm talking about. Because when, I, when I'm talking about the hole in the safety net, I mean, I'll, I will tell you there's probably a thousand different holes out there. But I'm talking about the hole relating to seniors as we age and we need assistance. Um, now... Uh, Let's go to the basics. It starts with this. Our health care system is inadequate. Now, it doesn't matter what side you fall on politically or otherwise, or what you think is the best way to solve our health care situation. But the fact is that if you break your arm, you can go to the hospital. And assuming that you have health insurance, your health insurance will cover your injury, no problem, right? If you have a cold, you can go to the doctor and and uh, get medication or go to the drugstore, whatever. But the fact is, is that uh, if you have an acute illness, our health care system, and what I mean by that is the health insurance will cover the majority or all of those costs. And, of course, as as we get older and become seniors, uh, we turn 65, we use Medicare. You know, everyone eventually goes on Medicare if we live long enough. And, of course, Medicare is a substitute uh, for health insurance and of course it has gaps in it uh, and so most folks who can afford it uh, uh, you you know purchase insurance on top of Medicare. In other words we call it you know Medicare supplement insurance or Medigap insurance same thing. It's health insurance that covers the holes in Medicare. And that's a good thing, but that's not the hole I'm talking about. The biggest hole when it comes to our health care system has to do with what we call long term care. Most people mistakenly believe that Medicare and your health insurance or one of the or both cover your long-term care needs. In other words, it covers all health care issues. And the fact is, it doesn't. It covers acute care, but it doesn't cover long-term care. So what's long-term care? Long-term care is when a senior needs assistance with the activities of daily living, such as walking, eating, you know, going to the bathroom, getting a shower or a bath, um, uh, you know, getting up out of a chair, uh, it's, or, or getting dressed or undressed. Those are things that we all do every day. Uh, and so they're called activities of daily living, right? Well, the fact is, if you need assistance your health insurance is not going to help you. In other words, it doesn't cover anything. So it's like, well, how do you get help? Well, you have to pay. For it. I mean, well, either a family member has to provide it for you. Uh, and, of course, most in most situations like that, there's uh, the, it's out of love and affection. People help each other. Um, but... If if it's beyond that, you have to pay somebody to help you, and uh, that can be extraordinarily expensive to folks. So, uh, what when uh, when I talk about the hole in the safety net, uh, we get to the next myth, if you will, or the half lie. When it comes to long-term care, and and what is what what is the thing that people think is the case that's not the case? Well, it's if I give everything away, then the government's going to take care of me. In, in terms, it's going to make sure I have what I need. Uh, all I have to do is give everything to the kids and wait a few years and then the government's going to come to my assistance. Baloney! That is not the way it works. Uh, (laughs) Uh, In fact, seniors would be uh, very smart to keep their properties, but so that they can uh, pay their own way uh, for most of these needs. Uh, I mean, the fact is, There are a number of means-tested programs that are provided by the government, Uh, Medicaid being the biggie, and Medicaid is primarily a program for nursing facility care. Now, everyone raise your hand who wants to go to a nursing home. Obviously, nobody, you know, no hands are raised. I know that because nobody in their right mind would want to go to a nursing home as a patient, Uh, not for anything other than rehab anyway, because, you know, if you're in rehab, you know you're going home. But if it's not a situation like that where you have to be there um, for the rest of your life for your own safety, that's... That's a pretty miserable thought, and so people uh, do everything they can, and they should, to, to stay out of, of nursing facility care. So the, the bottom line is that once you get below that level, below nursing facility care, which typically you're looking at assisted living or independent living or home care, well, guess what? There's very little at that level. There, there are, there's a VA program for war period veterans and their families, but, uh, you know, obviously there are fewer and fewer veterans out there, particularly war period veterans. And uh, so then what else is there? Well, there is a program for assisted living, but most of us, even if we're destitute, are not eligible for it. Why? Because our monthly income is just a little bit too high. And so many families fall right into that category, where their income is too high to get means-tested help, but it's not near enough to pay for the care they need. That's the hole in the safety net that I'm talking about. And it's a huge hole in North Carolina sad thing is north carolina has a better program than any of the states around us so yay but at the same time it's still pretty awful and there are just too many people that can't get the help that they need because their income is just a little too high
0: and it's something that most people don't think about and having the knowledge of what those income limits are what to do with your property if you're presented with a situation like this and knowing what is a terrible mistake to make and what is a smart move to make it really comes down to having that information available to you and if you want to get some of that information at no cost you can attend one of Bill's free webinars because Bill covers a lot of this information in his long care long-term care assistance webinar the next set of webinars is happening on wednesday july 12th if you would like to register for free go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page there's no cost to you it's just a educational opportunity for you to learn more from bill he does these the second wednesday of every month so That's a great chance for you to learn more. And also, Bill has a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. Click on the seminars button, or you can call the office, 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We're going to take a quick break, but we've got more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGA Law.com to learn more about Bill. Learn more about his webinars happening Wednesday, July 12th. His free webinars happening Wednesday, July 12th. Go to WGA Law.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and Bill, we were discussing uh, the hole in the safety net, and we revealed that that particular hole has to do with assistance when it comes to long-term care and activities of daily living, and it's it's something that is not covered by our typical insurance. And I know you've got more that you want to talk about when it comes to long-term care.
1: No question about it. And here's here's the deal. Uh, most people cannot get financial assistance for these long-term care issues unless or until they need nursing facility care. And then a good elder law attorney can help families get on Medicaid uh, much quicker than than most families think that you can. So uh, people in that type of crisis should should see an elder law attorney right away. But when it comes to the issues below that, um what financial advisors recommend uh, is long-term care insurance. Uh, now, the, um, I'm a believer in long-term care insurance. I have a Cadillac policy myself, but it, the fact is that uh, most people don't think about it until it's too late. And the problem with long-term care insurance is it's very expensive. So you have to be able to afford it after you retire. It doesn't do you any good to be able to afford the premiums while you're working. And then once you retire, you don't have enough money to pay the premiums anymore. Well, that can be a huge problem. So, um, And, uh, or the other problem is the fact that people delay until they have a health issue uh, and and they're uninsurable Uh, because, uh, frankly, if, and I will will say this, that to the degree that you are interested in having long-term care insurance, which obviously is really nice, gives you far more options. In terms of how you are cared for uh, when when you start having issues like this, um, but the time to be looking at it uh, for most families is in your 40s and 50s, um, particularly late 40s, early 50s, uh, is probably the best time. Most people are still in good health in those years, uh, and uh, and can get. Insurance and and the premiums will be the least amount when you get insurance in those years. Uh, can you get insurance when you're in your 60s? The answer is yes if you're in really really good health, but the premiums are going to be much more expensive, uh, and a lot of families would not be able to afford it. In fact, some a lot of families can't afford it in the 40s and 50s. But, you know, that's the problem uh, is the fact that it is expensive. You know, you can expect premiums of four to $6,000 a year uh, for long-term care insurance uh, forever. So, yeah, it's expensive. But at the same time, uh, if and when uh, you need assistance, they'll be paying uh, that much and more out every month in terms of the assistance that you need. And unfortunately, long-term care is going to become more and more expensive uh, in future years. So it's pretty that's a pretty scary thing as well. Um, that's one of the reasons why I have talked uh, about family caregiving, you know, it's The, the fact is, is that if you don't have long-term care insurance and you don't have that much income, guess what? The income you have is not going to caregiving. It's going where? To pay your rent or your mortgage or your utilities or your food or your transportation or your medication. You know, most people, uh, when the month is over, don't have anything left from their income it's gone because they need it in fact often often uh, families are struggling to pay particularly when inflation has been high fortunately inflation has dropped down significantly uh and things are sent back to normal thank the lord but the fact is um that uh, people do struggle in terms of of getting to the end of the month and still having food on the table and and uh, and the like. So what I'm getting at is that there is no extra money to pay for somebody to take care of you. And that's that's why uh, spouses take care of each other. Sometimes children come forward and take care of their parents or parent. Um, and and the life and and sometimes that's the only option available but uh, quite frankly uh, most families do have a limited nest egg uh, and that can be problematic too so uh, I want to talk about some of those issues as as we go forward.
0: Well, let's get into that in just a bit. Remember that if you want to attend one of Bill's free webinars, you can go to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register, free to attend. Learn more at WGALaw.com. Bill has two webinars happening on Wednesday, July 12th. The morning session deals with long-term care assistance This deals with Medicaid, VA benefits, and forms of financial assistance that you might be surprised you might have access to if you are dealing with a long-term care crisis. The afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000 quick break and back you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be back after this You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we are currently in a discussion related to long-term care the costs associated with it and caregiving and what to do if uh, you, you can't pay for long-term care out of pocket
1: well the the first line of defense for most is a spouse taking care of a spouse taking care of each other uh, or if one spouse is is much sicker if you will and has greater needs then it's a spouse taking care of a spouse um, but that over time has lots of issues with it. I mean, frankly, it's stressful. Uh, It's uh, For the caregiver, uh, it's a ball and chain around your ankle because you're limited in terms of what you can do. You can no longer do the things that you've enjoyed. You're devoting yourself to taking care of your loved one. Uh, And for most people with limited income, they also have a limited nest egg. So there's not only emotional stress in terms of the day-to-day, minute-to-minute, taking care of of someone, but there's the financial stress because every, every dollar that goes out taking care of your spouse basically means there's less money there for you once the spouse is gone, and, and that's a pretty scary thing for uh, caregivers as well in that situation. And in essence, there's a lack of options. And what I tell families, um, and some of them, uh, you know, I, 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 maybe they're incredulous, I don't know, but what I try to tell folks is that families that who can support their parents in different ways, need to give as much support to the caregiver as to the loved one being cared for. Um, And and quite frankly, it's really important that that support system be in place if, if there's the possibility of having that support system. And that because, number one, the caregiver needs time off, that needs respite. E- even if it's um, uh, that's one reason that adult daycare can be extremely helpful because that's a very temporary respite, but it's a few hours a day where somebody can actually do the things that they need to do for themselves. Uh, it might it might just be going to gro- uh, gro- the grocery store, but at the same time, it might give somebody the opportunity, to do the things that they enjoy as well but they also need to get away for a weekend here or there and a week here or there every year uh, and so many um, caregivers are not willing to do that because they they uh, typically see the money flying out the door to give them what what they they need themselves but truthfully that is super important so it's kind of thing where people need respite they need good advice and I'm not necessarily t- talking about advice from elder law attorneys although that's a piece of it it's a small piece though uh, independent life care managers can give a significant advice that can be very helpful uh, and you know, families who can do it uh, can lend financial support in these endeavors as well. And uh, that, of course, um, if you can get that holistic support from your family, then that makes all the difference in the world. Because in essence, there's just not enough money because long-term care issues are expensive no matter what you do. And it... If you have to go to assisted living, then that's a really expensive proposition. And, and for many, many families, there's not enough money to send somebody to assisted living and be able to pay the bills at home as well. So it's, like I said, it, it means limited options. This is why um, this is why it, it takes everybody coming together to, to help. Now, uh, you know, last weekend I I spoke briefly about when a child becomes a caregiver for a parent. And that, of course, is a unique situation, too. Um, And quite frankly, uh, when it comes to that, to me, this is when if their siblings, other siblings other than the caregiver— This is where there should be a lot of deference. And quite frankly, the caregiving uh, child should be paid in some way. If there's a a home that's paid for, then you can basically, uh, what I recommend is that there be a care contract where the child is paid a reasonable sum. And even though the parent can't pay the child at that time, uh, or may not be able to pay enough to the child during that time to compensate the child that the child can take a security agreement against the house so that the child will eventually be compensated fairly based on the amount of time uh, that is devoted to the to the parent that they're cared for. And I think that's really important. Now, what's the hardest one? The hardest one, in this category are my orphan clients you know what are orphan clients orphan clients are seniors who have no one they're unmarried they have no spouse they don't have children they don't have siblings uh, uh, they basically have no one to count on but themselves so they have a unique problem and from my perspective for those folks who can afford, and you'd be surprised, there are some modestly priced independent living communities. The real trick is not to be uh, alone in a in a house or an apartment where you can't get help. And one one advantage, not just to orphans, but to everyone is that independent living communities can offer that safety net that you can't get otherwise. Uh, so to me, my orphan clients, that that is something that they really need to look at. And one of the good things in this area is that there are a few places that are actually modestly priced that are affordable, whereas... Um, you know there are also some really expensive one too so that are not designed for those without a lot of money but like i said there's still some that are that are still very very nice and modestly priced as well and so uh for my orphan clients uh, one of the things that you know uh you you know i love trusts and one of the advantages that you can have in a trust and we do it in almost every trust I do is a disability plan. And you might say, well, what's a disability plan and why is it important? It's generally not that important when your spouse is taking care of you because you've lived together for many years and you know each other well and you know what you like and dislike and those kind of things. But if somebody else is taking care of you, even a child, your children generally don't know you the way you think they do, uh, or you hope they do, uh, in terms of spending your money to take care of you, and this is where a disability plan can come into play. Because if if you're going down the bad path, and somebody else is going to have to manage your money, wouldn't you want them to have your directions on how to spend your money on you until you die? Well, to me that can be really important. And of course, uh, if you know a child is going to be caring for you, or if you're an orphan and you have a professional being your trustee or a corporate trustee, then you better have some darn good guidance as to how your money shall be spent. And of course, the orphans have one other issue that most of us don't have, and that is they need to figure out where they want the balance of their money to go when they pass. In other words, do you want it to go to the government? Do you want it to go to your heirs? You know, people that you don't know, because if you don't have children and you don't have siblings, that basically means your heirs are going to be cousins, or, or you know, second or third cousins, or maybe uh, people that you've never seen you don't know those kinds of things so maybe charities you know that can be a really good choice what I always tell people is leave your money where your heart is you know wh- what are those things that you do that's important to you you know that is uh, from my perspective that that's where you leave that's where you leave your money and of course for most people with children guess where their heart is it's it's with the grandchildren <laughs> so, uh, but you know these are all issues that estate planning good trust planning uh, and long-term care planning uh, is all about and that's what we do
0: it takes getting ahead and it takes having these conversations and thinking out and getting some planning done and and why not get the ball rolling? Schedule some time to speak with Bill or attend one of his free webinars as well. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill or if you want to attend his free webinars. wga-law.com. if you're interested in the seminars, click on the seminars button at the top of the page. These are currently in the form of webinars which you can enjoy from the comfort of your own home next set of webinars is happening on wednesday july 12th learn more about long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page a quick break and back you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be back after this This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com if you would like to schedule some time to speak with Bill. Maybe you need the thoughts and expertise of an elder law attorney, or maybe you want to learn more about Bill's free webinars on long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is where you want to go, or call 919-256-7000, 919 7, that will do it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it and we hope you'll do it again next weekend. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong and you've been listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.